welcome to Therapy Unwound, the podcast that is here to help all of us explore the wonderful world of therapeutics for both our bodies and our minds. I'm your host, Jenny Walker, and today I am wonderfully joined with Sophie Brown, who is here and does all our marketing and makes us just look and feel brilliant. So Sophie, why don't you introduce yourself? Good morning, Therapy Unwound. I am, I'm Sophie Brown. I am very fortunate to work with Jenny and the whole Cornerstone team and extremely excited to be chatting on a Therapy Unwound podcast. It's quite cool to be here. We're in the studio today and this is my favourite week of the year, actually, because it's the bit at the end of February where the sun comes out, birds are twittering at about 7 o'clock in the morning, 6.30, and everything just feels a bit more spring-like. It certainly does. We should say um, the studio is based in Godalming in Surrey, and today the sun is shining, and we've got a view of the river way, and the sun is bouncing off the river, so it really does feel like spring today. And I think it's also a really good week to do our first podcast together. Mm. It's just like, hello spring, fresh hope, fresh <laughs> season, fresh launch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all good. We're also joins the team at Cornerstone Therapies, which is the company behind the podcast for Therapy Unwound, is myself and Sophie. But we also have Jeremy Walker and we also have Bryony, who's over in France, and she does all our design and makes us look gorgeous. So there's a team of four. We have five cats, so we're healthily outnumbered. And today, Sophie and I just wanted to sit down and have a good old chat about what the podcast is, why we're doing it, and what we want from it. Exactly. And I've just learned that I can't nod at you because on a <laughs> podcast that does not translate. It will podcast later when we're out of lockdown and we're in another time. We're actually putting this on YouTube as a visual video. So yeah. when Jeremy can be back in with us with all the cameras, we'll be able to nod at each other. But until and, then I need yeah, to speak, right? Yeah, you yeah, need to speak. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sophie, tell us about you. Tell us about how you came to Cornerstone and what you do here. So I came to Jenny and Cornerstone in the best possible way in that we were recommended by a mutual friend and um, it was somebody that I had done some work with and somebody that Jenny has done some therapy with and actually I think nothing in in all of the years with all of the apps and the algorithms nothing beat somebody saying hey you two would be a good fit together and they were right and we are and I've been working with Cornerstone for sort of three three and a half months now um, and already feel like part of the family, part yeah. of the furniture. And like, there's so much work and fun to be had. I do specialise in marketing and communications, but actually have found, especially since the COVID pandemic, like many others, that what I thought um, the future would look like is not really necessarily true or within our control. Mm. Um, and I've been very much enjoying the universe pointing me in this direction yeah. and going with the flow. And it's much more natural I think to just see what happens as the days and weeks progress I'm very grateful that it's brought me here that's great I think it's good because when you've been running a therapeutic studio for now 17 years I've been a therapist for 21 it's very easy to get into your own kind of like space and what I love about the team coming on board over the last few months and working with Sophie and getting the input from Jeremy and now Bryony It's been wonderful to kind of like get the vision of bridging the gap between research and academia into the day-to-day workings of a therapy space and also putting it in language that allows people to enter into evidence-based practice. 
And I think with you coming on board and teaching me a lot about communication, actually, Mm. and working with a team rather than on my own, it's been a really interesting journey. Yeah. And I have to say, um, I often joke um, to Jeremy and Jenny uh, that I am the uneducated end of Cornerstone and that um, (laughs) Jeremy and Jenny are both very academic, whereas I am am new to it. And actually, what I found amazing is how all the subjects that we're going to be covering in this podcast and all the things that Jenny specialises in really do translate from whether you're a fellow academic who's also studying and practicing and learning or you're um, myself who's a client mm. which is amazing um, and somebody that just has a kind of a personal interest in the world of massage therapy and holistic therapy and understanding the links between physical and mental health and actually there's something for all of us and Jenny often says to me you know it doesn't matter what level you come in at we're all always learning so yeah. I feel like I'm getting an education alongside <laughs> <laughs> alongside my um, marketing work here, which is really, really nice. It's great. I love that. That's fantastic. Um, what I would like to ask you, Sophie, and get your like, view on is when you were introduced to the world of therapeutics and advanced clinical massage therapy, which is what we specialize here at Cornerstone in, and physical rehabilitation. When you first came to Cornerstone Therapies, what was your opinion on massage and how it could help? Yeah, that's a great one, actually, because my, before Cornerstone, my experience of massage was very definitely limited to spa days uh, and occasional kind of trips to, you know, a local beauty therapist for a massage or the very occasional need for sports massage. I was unaware of the huge impact that rehabilitation massage can have on patients living with long-term pain on patients living with conditions like fibromyalgia yep oh my goodness I said it it. um and it's actually completely it completely makes sense but it's something that I had given no thought to before and I think if anybody who's similar to me in that they've had casual experiences with massage before the difference when you get off the bed versus when you get on the bed is huge even if you're coming from the fortunate place of being pain-free when you arrive. Mm, yeah. So if you could imagine actually when you take a scientific approach and combine massage therapy with the scientific knowledge that you have and the knowledge of the human body that you have, of course it's going to make a long-lasting impact. But I do also always leave Cornerstone feeling really blissed out. <laughs> blissed out is why we do it. I mean, that's just kind of like the best benefit from the whole thing, I think. So you get all of the perks. You yeah. still get the blissed out feeling, but then you also get a much deeper understanding of actually work has been done. I'm all for the dopamine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. So Sophie, we're about to start Therapy Unwound. This is our first podcast. And I was wondering if you could just kind of like set out the tone what we're going to do here, why it's important, and what you think about it, really. Yeah, of course. So the subjects that we plan to cover in the Therapy Unwound podcast are universal. They're things that impact us all. Anxiety, grief, you know, sleep, relationships. So regardless of whether you've worked in massage therapy before, or you've worked in talking therapy before, or you come from a scientific background, actually, these topics impact you and will interest you anyway. And what the podcast is going to do and what Jenny does so brilliantly in person is bridge the gap between everything that happens within your body, everything that's happening scientifically or medically, and everything that you are experiencing kind of mentally and in your day to day life. So what I how I see it is that what we're doing is taking what Jenny knows and what Jenny sees every day on her therapy couch 
and taking it into your ears on your walks, in your living room, in your kitchen, kind of wherever you are, and tooling you up so that you can start to work through some of those issues yourself at home away from the therapy bed. And it's things, you know, it's like anxiety. If you've lived in the UK in the last 12 months during the COVID pandemic, we've all experienced anxiety of some form, whether it's health anxiety or job anxiety or money anxiety. And actually, it may be something you've never experienced before and you've got no idea how how to manage that in your daily life. And I think the podcast is going to give you what you need to break that down and to to live with it. So quite a high achievement there if we get all of that done. Oh, yeah. In the first couple of episodes I had. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And yeah, we're starting actually, the first series of podcasts will be four sessions on anxiety. And what we're doing there is taking kind of like the approach of the psychotherapists and we'll be reading Dr. John Deloney's Mm. book, uh, Redefining Anxiety through that. So if you're on our Ko-Fi platform and subscribe to there, we're doing a month-long book club as we read his book. And we'll have a live discussion about that um, at the end of March. But we're really looking into kind of like big topics where we can see how the mental and physical, or as we call it, the psychosomatic pathologies, really tie in together and see how we can bring other practitioners into cornstone therapies and the Therapy Unwound podcast. Because although advanced clinical massage therapy is absolutely phenomenal at what it does, I am very aware that I work with a big team of people. Mm. So psychotherapists, counsellors, physiotherapists, chiropractors, osteopaths. And I would really like to have the podcast as a safe space for all those practitioners to explore each other's work, explore the work we do here. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think for so long, people have existed in their own silos of their own work and their own research. And actually, this is the first step in saying it's much better when we collaborate (laughs) and it's much better when we have a view of what what everybody else is doing and actually there's just so much to learn and share and I think that's the beauty of this is that those who don't feel like they're quite ready to share yet can listen in and come round as the weeks go on. And also they it may be that they are ready to share but I'm also very aware that in the UK we have quite a closed healthcare industry Mm. And the way that it is set up, both privately and publicly, doesn't allow that sharing to happen at the moment. There's so many barriers that we need to kind of come and break down almost. And what I, what I am very privileged to have is a private company, mm. Cornerstone Therapies, that can allow this space to happen. And I'm very aware that in the public space, that's not so easy to do. Yeah, you're right. And actually looking at that on an individual level as well, I think this isn't just a British quality, but it's something that we're terrible here at in the UK, is being open and sharing with our friends and family and loved ones those health concerns and conditions that we have, both physical and mental, actually. And there's, there's a very strange theme of shame that runs around people's ill health. And I think for the longest time, people have not been talking about health conditions that they have. And they're impacting our lives. And actually, the shame of not talking about them is now having an impact on people. So I think you're right, openness is really at the heart of of Therapy Unwound. Yeah, I was working on the anxiety podcasts um, over the last week. And it's very much I wanted people to be able to listen to them, even if they're feeling great. You know, there are times, especially in my life at the moment, where I'm fit, I'm healthy, there's nothing wrong, got no injuries, I'm just really enjoying life right now. It's 
quite quite exciting, mm, yeah. which is fantastic. <laughs> um, but for those people who have the privilege of being in that space, we're often walking alongside people who aren't in a great space. Mm. And I would really like this podcast, Therapy Unwound, to be a place where we can learn how to walk alongside people. Yeah. You know, get the information we need to help people better. Yeah. And whether that's a friend at the pub once they're open, cannot wait. <laughs> April 12th, come on. Um, or if it's family members, I just would like to be able to get people into a space where we can group round. Yeah, agreed. And just have an understanding. You're right. Have an understanding outside of themselves. So if it's not something you've ever personally gone through or or had, mm. but having an understanding that somebody that you know or love has. And I think, you know, now more than ever, we need to be slightly more empathetic towards people that we, yeah. um, that we exist alongside and um, understanding their pain is a really good place to start yeah grace mm. <laughs> it comes down to having grace with our fellow neighbors I yeah, think. Yeah, I know. Like... you shouldn't think you'd need teaching but we yeah. do <laughs> shame needs to end grace needs to increase yeah there we go another easy task for the first few episodes of the podcast <laughs> i love it That's yeah. so, good. <laughs> so what excites you about therapy in all manners of ways i was gonna I say i mean yeah. from a very very micro level actually being on the cornerstone bed and leaving with that in that blissed out state is very exciting to me yeah. um I like Jenny I'm somebody who tries to um in kind of incorporate in movement into my everyday yeah. life so I do quite a bit of exercise and actually the flip side of exercise is the rehabilitation to make sure your body is always strong enough to do it so I think what excites me is is feeling fit and healthy and strong mm-hmm. and a very large portion of that is making sure that it's not all concentrated on on the kind of intense exercise side. There's also a good consideration on um, looking after your your body and your muscles. Yeah. Um, and then really bringing therapy in all of its forms into the consciousness of something that should be accessible and available and a kind of considered option for for people who would never have considered it before. Yeah. So I guess I mean it sounds again it sounds very bold, but progress that we are getting to a place where people are much more willing to talk about their physical and mental needs and there's much more available to them when they know that they need to to work with it. So yeah, I think personal and then progress. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, I was working with, I'm, I am working with a wonderful client at the moment and we're looking at something called prehab. Oh. So we know that there's a couple of knee replacements coming up in mm. the near future and they've been pushed back because of the medical pressure on our healthcare industry this year. And we've actually been able to work together with a couple of other therapists as well. So he's been working with a personal trainer mm. and a chiropractor and myself. And as a team, we've been really prehabbing him for his surgery and afterwards we'll be rehabbing him. Yeah, And I think that's been a really interesting journey to go through because we've been able to keep him stable and actually see him improve as well Mm. and allow that that prehab to really have its own space because the surgery will always be there yeah and it's how we get somebody into the fittest possible points so that their recovery is quicker yeah and in more it has more congruence to it I think I love that though you could apply the idea of prehab and rehab to almost any area of your life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're right. Actually, just thinking there, you know, I'm like Jenny feel very fortunate that right now I'm feeling physically and mentally fit and well and happy and lucky. But this is just prehab for the Mm. next time something doesn't feel that good. And then you switch into rehab. And actually, I love that as a concept that 
we should all concentrate on the prehab so that the recovery is shorter and sharper and more um, successful. I remember we had a bereavement in our family and I wrote a blog about it. This must be about five, five, six years ago now. And um, I was, I had a month of eating fish and chips. Oh yeah. That was like, I couldn't handle cooking. The idea of kind of like going to find even a healthy mm. version of dinner that was pre-made was just, uh, so I just ate fish and chips. But the blog was about the fact that I had the health bank, the savings yeah. account was there with yeah. the health. I had a really good prehab and it allowed me to really be in that grief and to yeah. do it well and then move out of it in a more healthy manner than if I hadn't done that work beforehand. That's an amazing concept. And I think um, I had never considered it before this this recording. And I think <laughs> that's what my focus now on is, is actually, you know, and you touched on it, but it's, it's kind of your financial prehab. It's your mm. health, it's your mental health prehab. It's all of those things where the, the whole time that you're feeling um, strong and capable, bank it up, <laughs> put yeah. yourself in a really good position. The deposit bank. Exactly. So that when those surprises land on your lap, which they do, um, you're ready to to deal with it. Yeah. Jordan Peterson, who is a ph- phenomenal psychologist, he's been in the news lately. Unfortunately, the Times um, has just done an article on him that was very unfair. If you go on YouTube to the Jordan Peterson um, channel, you'll be able to hear the full interview and see where the Times um, article was incorrect in its reporting. But he wrote a book called 12 Rules of Life, which I think everybody should read. But he talks about taking self-responsibility for where you're at at the moment. And it's like, make sure you're, you're keeping your house tidy and in order and make sure you're okay before you go and criticize the world. And it's very much that kind of like make sure you're okay Mm. so you can absolutely bank that yeah and it's your responsibility to do that and I think as therapists our job is to step in and encourage that process yeah completely agree and that that you know that's it I think as you have clients that come in your assessment of them isn't just physical your assessment is always taking into account what's happening in your life at the moment Mm. are you living through a particularly stressful time I mean we all are but stress on top of stress um are you being able to take care of yourself physically are you eating well because those are the things the basics that kind of fundamentally keep us on track yes and when you take that away it starts to unravel very quickly yeah and I think what therapy steps into that is that we as a good therapist should be your number one cheerleader yeah so we should be there with the pom-poms going well done you drank Mm. half a liter more each day of water than you did last week so go you yeah you know we're there to underpin those foundations Mm. not to impose them yeah and then I guess the beauty of therapy unwound is that for those therapists who are being the cheerleaders, yes. we become your cheerleader. So Yay. you have the strength to keep being a cheerleader because this is the thing, you know, we've got to look after each other and it has to come full circle. So the person who does the most cheerleading is also being cheerleaded. We've all got to make sure there's somebody there congratulating you for your water intake. Absolutely. <laughs> So my pom-poms would be rose gold and glitter. What would yours be? Oh, oh, see, rose gold is very good. I think I would go, um, I think I would go full gold. Full gold. (laughs) Just have it out there. Just have it out there. You've gone for the soft version. I'm going straight in. (laughs) But no, I'd also in, if I were being honest, mine would probably be edible as well. (laughs) <laughs> yes, actually, edible pom poms. It's like the reward's already there. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, yeah, put them in the air and then kind of like get the reward yeah. afterwards. Love that. 
So we're Sophie and I are going to be doing these chat podcasts at the beginning of each um, series of um, thematic podcasts. So the first one is anxiety. Yeah. Tell me what you feel about that subject. And yeah. So I feel extremely fortunate to have not suffered with anxiety myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have become more and more aware in the last five years of how many of my close friends and family do and have. And I have a completely unqualified and uneducated view that for whatever reason, the generation under mine, so people who are between 20 and 28 years yeah. old are suffering with anxiety on a more extreme level than any other generation I know. And I wonder if it's because of things like the rise of social media when they were teenagers. I wonder if it's the um, stress of feeling like they have to have everything sorted so quickly. I'm not sure where it comes from, but I've been fascinated with how many people in the last five years have become very public about their struggles with anxiety and their suffering. And I think it's an issue that isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. And there are so many voices in the how to manage your anxiety, whether you, you know, acknowledge it's something you're going to live with for the rest of your life, whether you lean into it and have a really terrible few months and expect to come out the other side, or whether it's something that you can can kind of rid yourself of completely. Mm. And I I can't wait to um to find out kind of what your research shows and what the kind of statistics tell us, what the scientists tell us, what the um you know Jenny's experience with clients on the bed is telling us and to really understand um what anxiety is and how it impacts everybody so differently. Yeah, I was um so at the moment I'm at the University of the West England, also known as UE, and it's been an interesting time with them because We've had a long conversation, my my professors and I, about how my writing style is. Mm. And it is not academically correct Mm. a lot of the time. And I fall into narrative a lot. And I think the subject of anxiety has to be taken almost on a narrative level um, a lot of the time. Yes, there's a lot of kind of like pathology in there. And over the next few podcasts, we'll be looking at kind of like the hormone balances and finding Mm. homeostasis that we talk about as in terms of the Goldilocks point. We want the body to come into this point of ease. But what I really find interesting is how we define it in our society and how I see it, how I hear about it being talked about in this treatment room. A lot of people will say on their initial consultation, um, I'm an anxious person. Mm. And it's almost like it's their identity. Yes. And I feel very sad when I hear that mm. because the it's a hard one to come across, which is why, why I really like Dr. John Deloney's book. And actually his work within his writing was the impetus to do the anxiety podcast for the first kind of like series. Because he says we shouldn't be saying that anxiety is our identity. Mm. It's just the fire alarm to tell you something's going wrong in this kind of like conversation that we're we're going to have and especially with the Ko-Fi subscribers for the live chat I really want to kind of like dig into what anxiety is how it plays a part with so many people and what the fire alarm is Mm. you know what is it in our society that's causing all of that noise 
for our bodies to go, I'm not safe. Yeah. And it is, it's such a, anxiety has such a physical response in people. You know, I know my sister who struggles with anxiety, it's so physical Mm. in her that, you know, from the moment that you spot her, you see her, you can spot that she's, she's struggling with it that day. And it's like you say, what, what is that trying to tell you that must go back to when we were running away from predators? Yeah. You want that. Yeah. You want a bit of anxiety when there's a dinosaur coming for you. (laughs) But walking around Surrey, you probably don't need the same level of adrenaline that we did back then. So I don't think Waitrose wine section is quite that. (laughs) So it's just how impactful anxiety is and how our listeners and our clients can kind of manage that so it doesn't become their identity. And, you know, what what a shame that somebody feels that the first thing they need to express about themselves is the fact that they get anxious. Yeah. And I think you're you're totally right. It's such a physical manifestation of where you are in your head. And that's because it's not just your brain creating a chemical soup, mm. it's also your kidneys and your adrenal system. And there's a huge kind of outpouring of hormones when you're in an anxious state. And that's where we need to kind of like say, yes, we've got a lot of academic research on this, but it needs to become a narrative form mm. within our conversations because when you're feeling anxious, you don't really want to know about epinephrine. <laughs> you just want to know what to do about it. Yeah. And But the knowledge of what is happening is still vital to know because that gives you power. Yeah, yeah. And actually understanding, you know, even as you just said in passing, that understanding, okay, this is just hormones flooding my adrenal system. Yep. Knowing in your brain, this is the physical effect. It doesn't only happen to me. It is going to pass eases the anxiety around what on earth is happening to me I feel awful is this normal yeah and And the isolation that it brings oh yeah and self-perpetuate you know self um perpetuating as well in that my sister worries about her worry which Mm. then causes a larger worry so you know where does it end yes um and Chloe she won't mind me saying this but Chloe actually once told me when I told her she needed to talk to somebody about her anxiety she told me she was anxious that she didn't feel anxious enough to talk to somebody about it oh shame no that's awful (laughs) it's awful and also I mean you're worrying enough that is enough worry to to you know to come and find a solution to stop you um spiraling yeah totally and I think you've just wonderfully put in that this is not just a physical reaction but it because it's a brain mind thoughts issue as well is that this is why we need to link the advanced clinical massage therapy as well as the psychologists counselors Mm. and psychotherapists because actually there has been something in your past that sparks this Mm. it doesn't come from nothing something has happened yeah that has taught your body that this kind of like rush of adrenaline Mm. is appropriate yeah and we need to find out where where that comes from and how to honor it Mm. as something that's happened to you but keep it in its place yeah to change the physical reaction yeah yeah agreed it's um it and the you know the thing that is kind of uh exciting is the wrong word but you know, anxiety is such a universal experience because even if you're not an anxiety sufferer every single one of us will feel anxious, you know, approaching a big deadline, approaching public speaking, approaching exams, a big life event, you know, podcast recordings, moving out. There is, you know, there is nobody that doesn't at any point feel anxious. And it's, actually understanding the difference between this is a normal reaction to something large happening in my life and this is something that's now becoming a large part of my life and is not a normal reaction yeah and I think you know I think perhaps it's getting lost slightly in that anxiety has become 
so kind of mainstream yeah. <laughs> that actually understanding what is a normal response to a short term mm. life event versus what is actually becoming a problem for your life. Yeah. And that is something I'm really interested in because I think it's all got a bit blurry now. Yes. And we're, we're conditioned strangely, and I don't know where it comes from, but we're conditioned to think that nothing's ever tough anymore, that you shouldn't feel any discomfort. Yeah. And I it's, think in the Western society, that's definitely mm. like that security bubble around you should always be present. Yeah. And I think also we've removed ourselves away from healthy stress. Yes. So three weeks ago, funnily enough, whilst researching all of this, I had an ethical proposal for my master's dissertation to hand in which didn't go well first time listeners believe me I'm (laughs) far 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 from perfect I had articles to write I had this podcast to start doing work was really busy we were in the middle of lockdown it was all just a bit stressful but actually although my feathers felt ruffled Mm. and although there was two nights where I didn't sleep well that is not an unhealthy stress that is just my body saying this is a really hard week. Yeah. And this will move you to a different space within your life. Yeah. So it's not forever. Just make sure you have an easier weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And it's understanding that that is a, a normal reaction to a short term, yeah. you know, pain and it will pass. And I think we are guilty. I am especially guilty. And actually said it, but if my sleep is impacted, oh, forget uh, it. <laughs> oh, suddenly then this is life altering and I need immediate intervention because if I haven't slept, yes, then nothing else is possible. <laughs> no sleep. I, we're both on the same page with this one. I need about eight hours a night. Yeah. Otherwise, like the day is not going to happen. And actually well. brilliantly sleep is going to be quite a large topic in this podcast because yeah. again, it's a universal experience and there is nobody listening who's not had a bad night's sleep. Oh, it's awful, isn't yeah. it? It's when you've been awake from like 2.30 in the morning till half four and then you know you've got to wake up at 6.30. Yeah. It's just like, no. I know. And then the rest of the day, you can't think about anything else. Oh, it's the hangover without the wine. Yeah, exactly. And that is no fun. No, not at all. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today. Thank you for introducing the podcast with me. Yeah, it's been a joy. I can't wait. It's been fun. It'll be good to see how it goes, really, and see what the journey, what journey it takes us yeah, on. Yeah, the topics are naturally going to play out very differently to how we imagine. I, I fully expect to be surprised with a lot of the conversations that are had and a lot of the, um, you know, the reading and the researching I'm anticipating for me is going to blow my mind. That's great. <laughs> I think also what I'm really looking forward to is as people join us on our social media, which is your bag that's absolutely so if you're coming to us through instagram linkedin newsletters through cornstonetherapies.co.uk or ko-fi it will be sophie primarily who you'll be communicating with and i'll also be on there but sophie will be there and i'm just really excited to hear the conversations that come through from people who are listening and because this is totally flexible, we yeah. can change what we're talking about within a couple of months. So yeah. it reflects on people's needs and what they want to listen to. I think that's it. I mean, as um, Jenny's already said, and as I hope has come across, collaboration really is at the heart of um, of Cornerstone, yeah. of Therapy Unwound, of every, you know, every vision that we have for where this is going is based around collaboration. So there's absolutely no way that you get away with it as listeners. We want to hear. Yeah, this is for you guys. Much, <laughs> exactly. We want to hear as much um input from you as, as you hear from us. And especially when topics are particularly close to, you know, your, your heart or your daily life or having a big impact. And um, that's when you need to get in contact. Yeah. And talking about contact, can you tell us about the social platforms? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So on Instagram, you'll find us at 
Jenny at Cornerstone. And we, I'm going to say something very podcasty now. Everything will be linked in the description box below. Oh, wow. <laughs> they get to like and subscribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, subscribe and leave a five-star review. But, and share. Always yeah, share. and share. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'll find us over on Instagram. And you, like Jenny said, you'll find us on Ko-Fi too, which is where you can get some of the really kind of in-depth behind the scenes conversations yeah. and blog posts and discussions and things before anybody else. So I would encourage you all to to sign up and follow and like and subscribe. <laughs> Yay! And as we close, I'd just like to thank Jeremy from Jeremy Walker Media, um, who is our producer and director and all round awesome, awesome yeah, guy. Chief in charge. Chief in charge. He tells us how to turn the microphones on, which was a big issue this morning. <laughs> and um, also thank you to Bryony, who I know will be listening over in France for being part of the team as well. Um, you can find all the links to these guys in the description below. Yeah, there and you go. that would be awesome. So if you want to get in touch with them personally, please feel free to do so. And I'm on cornerstonetherapies.co.uk. So yeah, we we're going to round this up now because I have clients this afternoon. So we're going to get the treatment room ready and welcome the clients in and help them on their way. Exactly. Cornerstones in action. Absolutely. I love it. Such a blend. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking to you in the next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>